And I ain't hit no drop in a minute. No, I'm about yeah. my business. Rapper's Guy Podcast, episode 68. This is your host, Diggy Metro. Bales Pagliacci. And today we wanted to talk about, first off, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. We are here with you. We didn't quit. No, we did not. <laughs> I, I want to be honest. Um, we have jobs outside of here. Yes, we do. We don't get paid from this, and we're not asking for payment. So that's not why I'm saying this. But I want to be honest, and it's like, sometimes life does come before, and this this speaks to music too. Sometimes yes, life comes before the art form. And I know that that's difficult to say because we're so passionate about shit. But, like, sometimes we do have to take care of what's going on in our lives. Got to breathe. Before we actually focus on the the passion projects. And, like, Rapper's Guide for us is a passion project. It's something that we both love doing. Mm-hmm. We love giving out free gems and we love uh, giving out information to people and making sure that everyone's kind of savvy. But at the same time, like, life does happen sometimes. So if you see us taking these little hiatuses, just understand, like, I get that there's these podcasts out there that they, they're religiously dropping. and But, like, they might be famous people that have other sources of income that allow them to kind of be in a room all day talking. Mm-hmm. Me and Bales kind of have to get it out the mud, so I just want to let you guys know that, like, if we're gone for, like, a couple weeks, we're going to come back. The vision is still there. It's not, it's not something that we're, like, giving up on at all. But I just want you to know, like, because I remember... We took like a, a four-week break at one point, mm-hmm. and someone said, damn, I thought you quit on us. Like, nah, never that. We never go quit. It's just more so like even sometimes when we do take our hiatuses, it's always good to go back and review some of that information that's, you know, within these videos. I mean, at this point, I'm pretty sure we can say that we're thankful that we've been able to get up to, what, 67 at this point? We're at 68. 68. This is 68. You know what I'm saying? It's like something that just started within the pandemic, like in the middle of it, and just see how it's grown so far. And, you know, only about like, I'm not good at math, but 30-something episodes away from being at 100, it's just like, you know, sometimes it is a little bit taxing, but at the same time, it's what we love to do. But once again, you got to breathe sometimes. And there's never a, a situation where me and Bales are, like, beefing so that we don't do an episode. Oh, yeah, we never have that. It's issue. not that. It's always just, like, I'm going to be honest, bro, and this is going to sound kind of, like, arrogant. I, I don't mean it to, but my job keeps on promoting me. <laughs> Get to the bag. My, my career keeps on promoting me. So... Every time that I get a promotion, it's just more work to do. Mm-hmm. And it's more focus that I have to put into it. So it's like, I, I, I'm taking the money. I also got to take the responsibility that comes with it. So that, that kind of like uh, puts a wedge sometimes in the podcast. But we're here for it. I'm thankful for every single person who listens to us. I'm thankful for the fact that you guys are hungry for the information. Mm-hmm. I'm thankful for the fact that we get to meet whether it's virtual or, or whatever, we get to meet so many dope now. young artists. So, like, I'm thankful for what the podcast does for us as well because, like, you guys might not know this and this might be some, like, behind-the-scenes stuff, but it's, like, every time that we interview someone, we're also retaining information that they're giving. It's, like, we might not know everything that they are giving us. That's why we ask the questions. Like, this is stuff that we're actually interested in, too. We're not asking these questions already knowing the answers. Now, sometimes we do. But most of the time, if we're asking questions, it's because we ourselves want the information. And that's like one of the biggest things when it comes to, you know, this podcast and, you know, being thankful. It's like, like you said before, just being able to give others that information and just being, in a sense, the source or being able to be that open watering hole that people are going to come to or 
animals are going to come to and be able to just drink from it and just be able to build a community within it. And that's like one of the biggest things that we wanted to strive to do is build in a community. And, you know, from the times that we see people that's commenting on certain things and, you know, I'm pretty sure a lot of artists probably met each other through one of our posts or something of that nature. It's just like, it's amazing to see. And it's like, sometimes things are a little bit bigger than you and you don't really realize it until it's like starts happening in real time. It's like, oh shit, I'm really a part of something special. So, you know, it definitely helps on the podcast aspect of it, but also on the music portion of it as well. Because it's like, honestly, there's a lot of artists that I've followed or like I may um, pay attention to on TikTok or whatever the case may be now because just because of the podcast. So it's like, yeah, like um, we built the com- we're building in the community that we wanted to build yeah. in the first place. Like that's that's the coldest shit to me. Like that was our whole mission when we first started the podcast was how do we build the community with this? Like it doesn't have to be the world's biggest podcast. It just has to be a community. Mm-hmm. Like we're we're always trying to get in touch with new artists and trying to like learn from new artists and trying to teach new artists the ways to kind of uh get around the tricky business situations within music. You know what I'm saying? And like Y'all, I'm gonna be honest, bro. Like, I'm I'm around some people who have already gotten to that level that people want to be at, and like, everyone's going through the same exact issues, bro. And and you think that like it ends when you become like a major label artist or when you get a pub deal or whatever, and it doesn't. It's like there's always the next level of issues that you're gonna have to go through. Like, for instance, I was on uh, I was at my homie's crib. And he was on a conference call with, uh, I'm not going to say any of the the names of whatever, mm, of but I was uh, there listening into a conference call and everyone on the conference call was pretty much asking about sync licensing. Mm-hmm. Because these are a bunch of producers that don't want to sit around and wait for money to come in uh, on the off chance that someone picks their beat, right? So like, they're like, how do we get these sync licensing situations? And I'm sitting there listening to, you know, a, a major label's um, head of this department, head of that department, and he's basically, you know, trying to align them with all the people in the organization that can help them with that. Mm-hmm. But there's no guarantees. And that's, like, one of the biggest things, right? I think we've probably touched on it a few times on the podcast, but more so than anything, when you're thinking about getting to that next level or you're thinking about getting to that higher stature within the industry or within your peers, we're still going to feel that sense of like incompleteness that we haven't still achieved what we wanted to achieve. And once again, like sometimes when you get it, that dopamine hit, it's like, all right, I got this many streams. What's next? Where am I going to go from here? And I think a lot of times what we need to be grateful for as artists is the journey to get to those milestones. Because a lot of times we just kind of sweep that shit on the rug as the dirty work, the nasty work that we don't really want to get involved in. But at the same time, that's what makes the end goal so precious, like being able to know that you put all that work in. And like one of the biggest things in my mind when it comes to artists who have been signed or gotten to that level, is like, yo, they still feel the same shit that I'm feeling. So it's just like whatever in my mind that you may think, you know, is going to take you out of that feeling, it's never really going to disappear. Because honestly, when you're achieving or trying to go for something, it's always going to feel like, what's next? What's more? What, what am I going to do? And that's like a, a lot of reasons why Outside of music, people like retire really late and like retire like when they're you know basically dead. They're dead. Is that exactly? Because it's just like yo, I just want to keep working. Like you've met people inside your life, they like they just want to do nothing else but work. It's always that edge of there's something that's always going to be next. But at the same time, you have to really be grateful for the experience. And actually, even alive, 
to be able to be an artist, to be able to find beats, to be able to put words together because not everybody could do it. And yes, some people may be better at it than others, but still it's a, it's a skill and it's art at the end of the day. Ready for one of Diggy's analogies? Go ahead, throw it. Every wall that you break down comes with another wall after it. Mm. You're going to get past the one wall that you always wanted to get past. Maybe it took time to chip away at it. And then finally you get through it. And then there's another wall there. Now in each situation, now let's, let's treat it like it's a room. You break down that wall, you get into a room with more established people. You, you get more access to the things that you needed access to. But then there's another wall. And then you break in, there's more people there. Every wall that you break down comes with another wall after it. So we have to pay attention to the fact that, first off, you have to appreciate every level, like you were saying, right? The people in that first room might get you to the next room. Mm -hmm. And you got you to gotta treat it communal because, like, if you're responsible, say it's a brick wall. If you're responsible for doing it yourself, right, it's going to take a lot longer than if you and that community that was in that room all have a tool to start chipping away chipping at it. Away. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, we got to look at it like we're all breaking down these, these barriers that are set up for us to fail. You know what I'm saying? These walls are not set up for you to break them down. No. They're set up for you to fail. Mm -hmm. and, and so many people get to that next wall. It's, this is a great analogy because it's like you break down that first wall and you see the next wall and you go, fuck. I'm not ready to break down another wall, man. Mm -hmm. I'm done breaking down that wall. Maybe the first wall was just getting into recording. Maybe the first wall was just understanding different things about recording. Maybe setting up your home studio. Mm -hmm. That's the first wall. You got to knock that down, uh, figure out how to record music, right? And then the next wall is like, how do I distribute this? Then the next wall comes out. You feel me? And it never ends, bro. There's always stuff that you could be learning. There's always barriers that are going to be set up for you to literally turn around and be And I don't know if it's a universal thing. I don't, I don't know what people believe in. Whatever you believe in is fine with me. But whatever you see it as, it is set up for you to break down these barriers to get to the next level. And there's always going to be these roadblocks. Mm -hmm. You don't play a video game and just instantly go to the final boss. Right. You got to get through all these levels. Like, even when you think about playing like a Mario game, you got to play through all this shit to get to Bowser. Then you beat Bowser and somehow, way he, he escapes and now you got to go through a whole other bunch of levels to go fight him again. It's like, it's just constantly over and over again. And yes, eventually you may beat the game, but then Super Mario 2 comes out. Right. And it's the same process all over again. So it's right. like, it just never stops. It's like constantly how we move as people. It kind of keeps us preoccupied because if you're not doing anything, it's like, what's the point of being alive or just being, you know, breathing in, in that sense. But at the same time, it's just like, once again, you enjoy those levels in between the game and you remember those those times. Like, oh yeah, I just stepped on this dude's head. I mean, I'm great. I'm just talking about Mario terms at this point. But if you're reaching a certain point in music or you're reaching a certain point that you've never seen yourself doing before and you say, what's next? What's next? It's, that's a good thing. But at the same time, you also want to make sure that you're not losing yourself too much into it because that's when, you know, that mental health part comes into it as well. And I also think it applies to just life, right? Like, yo, uh, I was talking to, I always bring up rabbits on here, but I was talking to my guy rabbits and he was saying, um, I just need this amount of money and I just need this amount. And I, I was trying to explain to him that that amount of money might be good for where you're at right now. Mm -hmm. But once you get that amount of money, then you might move out, get, get your own crib, this and that. And now you need more money, right? Every, every step up that we get comes with new goals and new obstacles. So like, you might be looking at a number right now and saying, I need that number. 
but that number is only good for where you're currently at. Once you get to that next step, then you need a higher number. It's the only thing that makes sense when you're at that next step. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Like we're all trying to get to a certain number in our head. And it's because it would be special for where we're currently at. But like, yeah, you get to that million number, right? Oh, I made a million bucks off rap. Cool. Now you bought a crib. You bought a car. You bought all these things. And now that money is nowhere near where it was at. And I need to get now more. you need to figure out how to get more. Mm -hmm. Maybe you landed a billboard hit and that paid out X amount, right? But now that money's drying up. That hit is kind of like falling back. And how do I make the next hit? You know what I'm saying? Like, and then I'm thinking about it too is like, you know, I know a lot of times when we're independent artists and, you know, we have a struggles as far as like getting our music out there and getting to that next level. I don't think that we appreciate enough that a lot of people that do ascend to that next level deal with a lot more stress, deal with a lot more anxiety, deal with a lot more depression. And, you know, you see it all, all throughout the times throughout music. Um, even like, take for example, like uh, YK Osiris. Like I know he was like on... Um, Instagram live or something crying about someone killing himself and everything of that nature. It's like a lot of times, you know, as independent artists, you want to get to that spot where you signed and, you know, getting co-signed by Drake and stuff like that. You see the positive side of it and then you also see the negative side of it. And you always got to remember, once again, you got to be able to cherish that coming up portion of it because sometimes when you get to that next level, it's probably not what you thought it was. That's like you said, like the, the number amount isn't what you expected. A lot of the stress and a lot of the problems that come along with getting to that next level a lot of us probably really aren't looking for, but at the same time, it's shiny. So it's like, I want to grab it. Then you realize like, oh shit, mm, I kind of want to turn this around. And it's something to appreciate about the work that you put in, right? Like, like for me at my job, right? I appreciate the fact that I busted my ass as a lower level manager mm -hmm. to get the next management position. Mm -hmm. And then when I was there, I busted my ass as that level. And then they moved me up again. Like, like, bro, you look back and you go, thank God I did that. Yes. And some of those days when you went in, you said, fuck, man, I hate doing this. I don't want to be here. I don't want to do it's this. It's so much fucking work. It's so extra. Right? But, like, the things that you're able to achieve when you work hard are fascinating. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially with music. The things you're able to achieve, like, even if you touch someone from across the world, right? Like, that is fascinating that you can do that from your bedroom. And I feel like we need to appreciate that more. Like, the access that we have to everything. As independent artists, yep. The ability to put out whatever you want as an independent artist. You could wake up one day and just make a rock record if you wanted to. And there's no one above you telling you, nah, that's not going to work. Mm -hmm. Only yourself. And, and everyone is begging for the label situation because they're only seeing the money involved. But they're not realizing that it comes with a lot of stipulations. It comes with a lot of things that are going to knock down your ideas. And you might not necessarily know what you're signing up for. Like, yo, these labels do have a say in the music that you put out because their data says that that doesn't work. And the one thing people hate to do as artists is being restricted to do what you want to do. Right. That's when you get up in arms like, ah, the label is fucking me over. They don't let me do what I want to do. But it's like, well, you know. Well, it's funny because like a lot of a lot of artists now are on the entrepreneurial wave mm -hmm. and don't realize that when you're getting signed, you're getting signed to have a boss. You're yeah, getting it's, it's signed, the opposite. It's literally the opposite of what you think. It's not entrepreneurial at all. Even these guys who say, oh, the label's my partner and we did a partnership. That's a fucking nice way to say that the label gave you a situation and now they oversee it. Mm -hmm. there's, there's no partnership that's like you, you exclusively could do whatever the fuck you want. The label will have no say in the music that comes out. It's just not, that's not how it works. And 
say you're signing to a, an artist, right? Mm-hmm. Like Yo Gotti, I forget what his label is called. I think it's like CMG. CMG. Yeah. CMG. Okay. Yo Gotti is the final say at that label. And above Yo Gotti, there's another final say, right? But if Yo Gotti doesn't fuck with the record you just made, and you know what? There's nothing more disheartening than writing a record, penning it, putting it on, on wax, and then all of a sudden, someone tells you, I hate that record. Yeah, we're not putting that out. Yeah, that can't come out. Go back to Drummer Boys. Try again. And you're like, because you got there by being the creative person you are. You got there by, you know, the same structure that, that you're still trying to run with. And now there's someone saying, I don't like that. I we wanted, need to start over. I wanted to force you over here a little bit. Let's let's start leaning towards this way with this. Let's leave that stuff alone. You right. can do that on your own, but let's focus on these type of things. So I think that you have to be thankful of the point that you're at currently because there's so much freedom in it. And especially for you kids out there that don't have the responsibility outside of just making music. Like if you're listening to this right now and you're like an 18-year-old and you still live with your parents and and you don't have bills you don't have anything Gold. like that's the time to to be as creative that's the time to be as uh experimental as possible like when you have reached past the experimental phase of your career mm-hmm. and now you know what would work for you as an individual there is it does become more of a job it does become more of like a okay this is my demographic this is what i understand this is what i need to be pushing and once you get there, when you're penning a song, it's completely different than than originally when you were just like kind of throwing shit at the wall and hoping it sticks. Like now you're at a point where it's like very structured. And you start to understand like, okay, this is why a pop record works. This is why a hip hop record works. Mm-hmm. This is the structure of it. Chorus, verse, chorus, pre-chorus, whatever. Like when you start to understand it like that and you're going in with a structure, like, bro, there's been times in my career where like, I've been completely unstructured. And then there's other times where I'm very structured and I'll run into a producer who will be like, why do we have to be structured? And it's like, me personally, I'm a structured guy. Mm -hmm. I like structure. But I could understand why that producer says, why do we have to be structured? There's no one saying we can't do it it like Mm -hmm. this. Right? So it's like, we have to be thankful of the points that we're at where we don't have to be so structured, where we can be experimental, where you can wake up one day and just record whatever type of song you want. And who knows what works for you. But like, it is important to sit there and go, yo, I'm going to look back at this and this is going to be some of the best times of my life. Sitting in a room with a bunch of your friends making music, like those are going to be some of the best memories of your life. Mm -hmm. So you have to be thankful for where you're at and stop always looking at it like, nah, I just need to make it out of here. Because, yeah, you're going to miss these times. Because that's like one of the biggest, well, one of those biggest TikTok, uh, TikTok trends was like people saying, oh, I wish more people supported my music. And then they'll show the picture of them younger selves. Like, oh, we're really making music or people are actually listening to us. Um, and, you know, it, it, it kind of speaks to that. It's just like, yo, you got to really look back at where you came from and like what you really have been able to achieve. And once again, it's not an easy feat. It's like really getting somebody else to step into your world and enjoy your music or enjoy when you're presenting to the world. And that's not easy. Not everybody can do it like we always talk about. And like another thing that we need to be grateful for is just the host of information that's out there. You know, not only just coming from us because we get our information from other people as well and we get our information from other sources and sometimes we may regurgitate it that it's more understandable because we're artists and we know what it feels like. 
compared to somebody who's just like blogging about it or just within the industry as an exec. And it's like, I, I'm grateful that I can know information where it's like I don't get scammed from like one of these fake pages on Instagram. Because a couple of years ago, you might have. I would have got scammed. Easy, easy. I'm you know what I'm saying? I, I didn't get scammed about, you know, like spot, fake Spotify plays and shit like that. Like just having information out there that's like kind of set me on the right path as an independent artist is what got me to my million streams all around, you know? Without that information before, I wasn't seeing that shit. But now that the information is more available, there's less smoke and mirrors and people are being more transparent about like what the numbers are, what everything looks like. It puts you in a better position. And like, once again, I will always rather be a musician now or an artist now compared to being an artist in the 90s. I think as far as not knowing shit. I think there's pros and cons to both. I think that there was more money involved in the 90s. Yeah, back then. You know, I think that when there was physical copies of stuff and when there was the ability to sell out stuff, like, I think that there was more ability for money. I don't think that they had the access that we have now. Yeah, because I think a lot of a lot of times, too, like a lot of artists that they might have signed back then in the 90s, you know, the, the artists that got shelved and never heard about, they didn't technically have a chance to, like, really get from off that shelf. But nowadays, fact, you can do it. Back in the day, if you, if the label did not want to put out your album, your career was essentially done. Yeah, it's over. You couldn't turn around and just drop it for all the people that fucked with you. So it's like, we have to be thankful of the times that we're living in. We also have to take advantage of the times that we're living in. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I want to just like briefly talk about the pandemic. You know, and we, we talked about this on a recent episode, but it's like, bro, the amount of people who were putting in like extra effort during the pandemic only because it was, you were able to, right? That have completely just gone away. Mm-hmm. Like, you guys need to kick back into gear. You feel me? Like, yo, the dream can't only be alive when fucking, when it's comfortable. Yeah, when the world has ended. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> when it's easy. Like, mm-hmm. the dream can't only be alive when it's easy. If you have this this magnificent dream that you're going to be this famous artist, bro, the dream can't only be alive when it's comfortable for you. Like, you have to get past that and you have to start, like, understanding that, yo, this shit is hard. It's going to be difficult. It's not going to be an easy road by any stretch of the imagination. So, like, the pandemic gave people this fake sense of like, oh, I can make music every day. And it's like now when your job's back, when when you got life back and people aren't just sitting on their couch waiting for music, how do you react? Everything looks a little bit different. Right. But but how's the where's the counter? You know what I'm saying? Like, where do you how do you establish yourself the way that you were when you could drop music once a week because you were recording five out of seven days? Like, bro, there's so many people that have just dropped off the face of the earth when it comes to music. And I'm talking about bigger scale and lower scale. Shit, I'm technically one of them. Technically you know what I'm fall, falling off uh, from what I was doing in the pandemic compared to now. Like, you know, I had like 16, 17 songs I dropped last year or like two years ago. And I was down to like seven, eight. Right. Because life gets in the way and then things start getting back to normal. And I was like, I look back at those times like, damn, I should have been more appreciative and been grateful of that shit. Because it was a bunch of time that was, it didn't feel like it was being wasted at the time. But goddamn, did it start being wasted. Now I feel like it's been, it was wasted back then. But see, you can't look at that. You have to use that to motivate you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't look at, like, what you missed out on during that time. Damn, I should have been working a little bit harder during that time and establishing myself more because that, you could still do that. And it technically, in a sense, it gets my mind to, I need to get back to that where I was at before where I had the freedom to be able to do so. Right. And it's also just like a reminder that if you're able to, if you dedicate time to something, because that time is still there, it still mm-hmm. exists. I don't care. Maybe back then you had fucking 14 hours to do it. Now you have four. 
but there's still time to do it because in that 14 hours, you weren't working 14 Only straight. On a song, yeah. You might have worked for the four straight. So mm-hmm. you still have those four hours to work with, but it's on you to get home from work and to work Had on a shit. discipline. Yep. It's on people to to have the discipline. Like, yo, if you play video games all the time, you got to figure out a way to get away from that video game for an hour and work on, on your shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like, I feel like it's very easy for us to get lost in the things that we're comfortable with. And it becomes a difficult task to work on something that we're supposed to be passionate about. We're supposed to love these things, right? So it's like, yo, how much do you love it? And we always bring that up. How much do you actually love it? How much time are you actually willing to dedicate to it? And like, when you talk about it like that, you might start figuring out that you're not as into it as you thought you were. Mm -hmm. But then there's the flip side where you're like, yo, I love this shit my whole life. So I got to get back to it. Right. And you might turn off the video game and start working again. Yo, as artists, we are very, we lack discipline. It's part Mm -hmm. of what makes us great. Mm -hmm. Right. It's part of what makes us these creative individuals who do everything. But there, there has to be some type of structure. I don't care if you have to dedicate two hours. Okay. Between five and seven, I'm going to work on music and maybe I write a song. Maybe I just listen to beats and I find the beats that I want to work on. Mm-hmm. But you have to dedicate some amount of time to doing something musical if that's what you plan on doing for your career. And I'm I'm just sitting here to tell you, like, it's not going to work otherwise. Because without structure, everything just kind of falls down. If you have a, a shaky base, you know what I'm saying? It's like Jenga, you know what I'm saying? If you start fucking just picking up everything at the bottom, you don't have nothing to really solidly build on. It's just going to be wobbly the entire time until it just comes crashing down. Right. It's like, I mean, yo, that that applies to anything. If you... Like, for instance, if I don't have a career, mm-hmm. I might sleep till 1 p.m. When there's nothing that you have to wake up for. What's the point? What's the point? There's mm-hmm. no point to set an alarm. And maybe back when I was running the studio full time, maybe it was more of like, well, my sessions don't start till later. So I'll still get there and be structured at that time. But like. Think about all the hours that, and I'm not one of those, like, listen, get seven to 10 hours of sleep. Yeah, don't try to kill yourself. It's, it's cool to get some sleep. Like, bro, I hate that. I hate that message of, uh, you know, like, you don't need to sleep this much. It's like, bro, if you want your brain to function at 100%, get some seven to 10 hours of sleep. And you don't want to have them nasty ass bads in the eyes. I remember sleep. people were talking about, you know, Donald Trump sleeps for four hours. He's also a fucking lunatic. Yeah, look at him. <laughs> you feel me? So it's like, that's not a good example of someone. And yeah, he was the president, but like, he's also a nutcase in my eyes. And most of us are not trying and to And some of you people president. at home might love him. So I'm sorry if I just offended you, but in my eyes, he, he reacts like a nut. And a lot of the times, maybe if he got that extra three hours of sleep, he would have thought about it a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? So like... Kanye should have went to sleep too. What I'm saying is... <laughs> Sleep is necessary. Yes, it is. Just like food and water are necessary. You need to sleep, right? So let's factor in the hours that you can work and still get decent sleep. You know what I'm saying? Like, if that is only an hour a day because you have a job that lasts this long and you got to do this and that, like, if it is only an hour a day, make sure that you're dedicating that hour to the music that you want to make rather than dedicating it to a video game that is doing nothing Nothing for you. anywhere. Trust me, I know. I do it a lot. Maybe Trust it me, helps with your mental health. Maybe. Not maybe sure. maybe that's what you see it as. Like, it's like a comfort thing. It does make me feel good when I'm playing these video games. That's perfectly fine. But what I'm saying is you're prolonging the dream. Mm-hmm. You're, you're making sure that the dream doesn't happen tomorrow when you're 
divvying up time and you're giving more time to shit that's not benefiting you than you are to something that, that potentially could. And on that note, be very grateful of the time that you still have on this planet, Earth, universe, whatever you want to call it. Because it does go by pretty quickly. And next thing you know, you're like, oh, shit, where did the time go? I had so many dreams, so many aspirations. What happened? Well, it's like you weren't grateful to the time that you had and we didn't put it to good use. And as time goes on, time ain't going to wait for you. It's going to keep pushing. And everybody else who's going to be on their P's and Q's is going to keep doing what they're doing. And you're going to keep doing what you're doing. Then we always know how the outcome usually lasts. Like, yeah, granted, you can still always just randomly get a fucking hit record. But once again, if it's not sustainable, it's not built on anything, is it really worth it at the end of the day? And I'm going to tell you, like, as a 30-year-old man, I remember being 18 recording music like it was yesterday. Yeah, me too. I can still feel exactly how I felt back then. The hope, the enamor. Like, yeah. I could think back and it feels like a memory from from literally last night. The you know what I'm saying? in my eye, everything. Like, bro, I remember every part of it. So what I'll say is, like, time does move fast. And I'm not saying that to scare you into to doing shit, but, like, if that's what it takes, understand that, like, although these days feel long, you know, they're not as long as you think. No, they are not. And this shit zooms by. I feel like 2022 has zoomed by. And they're I feel not- like I didn't do shit in 2022. I've been working. Not, not with music. I've been working. But... I do feel like this year just flew by. And it might just be that I'm so occupied with the job Mm -hmm. as well as the podcast, but I've been so occupied with my career that time is just going by because I'm constantly moving. I think it's also just the post-pandemic or, yeah, the post-pandemic, just like kind of seeing when time was nothing but sitting in front of you. It's like, oh my God, this shit is dragging. I got to stay in my house. I have nothing else to do. Right. Back to the fucking cogwheel starts spinning again and you got to jump in that motherfucker and start running. Once that shit starts running, time just starts speeding up like a motherfucker. You don't know that shit even coming at you. So, yeah. like I said, you guys got to be grateful about a lot of things that we do have out here at our disposal and that we are, we do have access to. Because at the end of the day, a lot of this, this stuff wasn't available before. And like I said, one of the biggest things is like the information that's just available for us. And like, you can't, Information is always going to be valuable. You know what I'm saying? Somebody could tell you this, that, and the third, but once you start putting them things into practice and you start applying them, that's when you start seeing results. But without the knowledge, you don't really have anything to move off of besides experimentation, and we know how that goes. Right. All right, well, I'm I'm all good on that. Enjoy your turkeys. Don't spend too much money on Black Friday. That's just a fucking whole scam. And know? if you are spending money, go get the <laughs> recording interface that you fucking should have gotten. Go get the microphone that you need. Go get the recording needs. Go get your better programs. Go get your better plugins. They're all running deals for Black Friday. If you need the Waves bundle, go get it. If you need the Sound Toys bundle, go get it. Cop that shit. Like, get all the it. stuff. If you're buying shit, Forget about the fucking clothes. The materialistic shit. Don't think about the Jordans. Don't think about the video games. Don't think about any... No, no fucking 70-inch TV that you're just going to watch the same shit you're always watching. Go get that equipment. You're invest right. in self. If you're going to invest anything on Black Friday, invest in self. And trust me, like, when you look back at it in a year, you're going to be so happy you spent that money after you've created stuff with it that fucking... That lasts forever. You and, know what I'm saying? And if you got the LLC like we talked about... So many episodes ago. Listen, man. Swipe. Swipe that thing. All right, guys. This is Rapper's Guy Podcast. We're signing out. This is Diggy Matchbro. Bez Pagliacci. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, guys.